Shalom, we're back. We're at the Masechet Bava Kama Daf Lamid Ches. Today's Daf discusses Shor of Hektish, the Shor of a Kanani, why Shalim by Shor Shal Hektish. Well, the Potter, if he gores a Kanani ox, we discuss the Schar that Goyim get. We, we discuss how not to be Menachem Ovel, Light's daughters, Tzamagarata, the halachos of a Kuti animal that gores. Our Mishnah had said that a if someone gores a shar of hektish or a hektish shar gores your animal, potter either way. And the Gemara says that this is not shitas reb shimimah menasya. Because in the Brayasa we learn that Tanakama holds that when the Pasuk says shari eyu, that means that hektish sharim are off limits. They have nothing to do with Hezek, so it's potter in either direction, which is our Mishnah. But if Shemimah says differently, they know. If a shah of Hektish gores you, he's potter. Hektish is potter. But if your ox gores Hektish, Yechayev Nezek Shalom no matter what. Now, what does Shemimah hold? Is Hektish re'eh you or not? Either they should pay when they gore you, or you should be potter either way. I want to say that maybe really Hektish isn't and you should be potter, but we mechayev you as a, from a kavachayma from hedyot because if you go a regular ox yechayev kavachayma, if you go a hektosh ox will be chayev. That's just logical. Well, then you have to say dayoy, and you can't be mechayev more than a hedyot, and you should only be a chivachatzi nezek. And he's saying nezek sholem. Rather, Rish Lakish says, really, it should be nezek sholem. Everything should be Nezek Shalim. The Torah says Re'ehu to say, oh, if this is a Re'ehu, if this is your friend, then it's only Chatz and Nezek when the Tom gores. But by Hektish, that's not Re'ehu, then it reverts back to the default of paying Nezek Shalim. Otherwise, the Pasuk of Re'ehu would have been said by Muad. Moving on, the next step in the mission was that if a Jewish Shar gores a Kanani Shar, he's Potter. But if a Kanani gores a Jew, then he's a Chayiv, Nezek Shalem. Even if it's a Tom. The Gemara says, hold on a second. Again, Mimonavshach, the Pasuk says that Yechayiv by Re'ehu is an Akam Re'ehu or not. He should be either Chayiv or Potter. In both directions. So we have two answers. Rav says, now we have a Pasuk that tells us, that Hashem measured the lands and he expelled the Goyim. And we learned that Hashem saw that the Shev Mitzvah B'nai Noyach, the Goyim weren't keeping. So he expelled them. He gave all their money to Klai Yisrael. Rabbi Yochanan learns a second pasuk of a Fiamehar Paron that from Paron Hashem gave all their money to Klai Yisrael. We have a Bryce that says the same thing. It brings both Psukim to tell us that you'll be potter from goring a kanani, a an akumagoi. Why do I need to psukim? Maybe the first pasuk of Omad Vayimoidir Eretz. Maybe that will you, we would use for uh, Rav Masan or Yosef. We'll see in a second. So we have an extra pasuk of if Paran. Okay, what's this Rav, Rav Masan and Rav Nasan and Rav Yosef? So Rav Masna, he takes the pasuk of Omad Vayimoidir Eretz Ra'a. And he says, what did the Rebbein Shalom see? He saw that the, that the Goyim weren't keeping the Shemitah Sponei Noyach. So he threw them out of their land. 
How do we know that the lashon of viter, of vayater, means that he sent them into Golas, he threw them out? Because the Pesach says, vayater goyib, and it says, by grasshoppers, laneser bohem ala oretz, lanatz bohem ala oretz, and the the, the the targum of that is that they were jumping around on the land. So jumping and expelling, they would Hashem jump them out of their land. Rabbi Yosef also uses this pasuk of Amar Vaimoyder Eretz Ra'a. What did Hashem see in the Goyim? He saw that they weren't keeping the Shemitz of Noach, and he martyred. Sounds like he allowed them to violate the Shemitz of Noach. The Gemara says, "Wow, hold on. They do have errors and they gain. Now they're not chayiv anymore." So my brother Avina explains that now when they keep, when they keep the shemitz with they don't get schar for it. Hold on, says the Gemara. Goyim don't get schar for keeping the mitzvahs. Then a bracer of Meir says that if a goy learns Torah, or he's sick in Torah, he's like a koyin godol. The pasuk says and uh, that wasn't even talking about kind of living Israel. It says ha'odam. But if a guy learns Tyra, his mom is like the kind of God. So what are you saying that that the Bernstein martyred them that that they don't get any schar for them? It was they get tremendous schar. They could be like a kind of God. So the Gemara answers, they get schar, but not schar of a mitzuva the oise. Like Rav Hanina says, there's a lot more schar for someone who's commanded and does it than someone who wasn't commanded and does it. And uh, he saw that they weren't keeping it, so he no longer commanded them, so they can no longer get that higher-level schar. The Gemara brings a story that the Romans sent two officers to the Chachmei Yisrael and, and demanded that they be taught the, the Torah. So the Imam said, taught it to them three times. Uh, by Hasina, they taught it four. So they, they were short, the fourth. So uh says they didn't remember it. They didn't have the Chazara. Vachana says, you don't even begin to understand until the fourth. Chazar, I guess, starts at 5th. When the Romans left, after learning this incredible Torah session, it seems like they learned the entire Torah. So they said, we were medactic in your Torah, and it's all MS, except for one thing. This halacha that you have about Jewish ox scoring a Kanani ox, a, and he's potter. Ani is chayv nezek shalem, iman of shach. If they're a ehu, you should be chayv both ways. If they're not re you should be potter both ways. But they said, you know what, we're not going to tell the Romans about this halacha. We're not going to report this back to the Malchus. They already tasted the Amitos HaTorah. No, the Amitos HaTorah. Kasha's on an issue. Shmuel Bar Yehuda now, he had a, a daughter that died. So the Rabbanon told Ula, let's go uh, be Menachem Oval. But Ula said, I don't want to because in Boval, they don't do a good job being Menachem Oval. Over there they say, my What could we have done? Which sounds like, if there was something we could we could do, then we would have done it. As you know, felt that it was inappropriate. It was a certain lack of bitachon. He ended up going by himself, and he said, that this pasuk and said, "Why did Hashem need to tell Moshe not to go to war? Moshe would have gone to war without Rishus of the Rebbeinu says, yeah, he would have. Because he could have made a kavachoymer. He says, look, Midyon, all they were doing was backing up Moyov. And the Torah says, We wipe out Midyon. So Moyov, we should wipe them out. They were the actual instigators. 
But that's why Kodesh Baruch had to tell Moshe, no, 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 that Kavachomer is not right. Because there are two outcomes. Amen and Moyev. And it's Kedai to save the whole nation. You have to figure out why the whole nation. But Rus HaMoyavio, I know HaMoyinus. It's Kedai. You don't mess with all, with all, with the, 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 all the Moyavim because we need Rus and Naomi. So Ula was being Menachem Avali and said, look, for just two people of the entire nation that were to come, the Rebbe Shalom has had Rachmanus on two entire nations and he wouldn't destroy them. He says, your daughter who passed away, if she would have had something else to fulfill, if there was more left to her tafkid, the Rebbe Shalom would never have taken her back. He was, she, he was telling her that that the Nichum Avelim was that your daughter reached her ultimate potential. There's also a flip side to this coin saying that she wouldn't ha- have had any toitzois worthy of keeping her around. But that was how Ula preferred to do Nichum Avelim instead of saying, oh, if there was only something we could do. Next, Rav Chiyobar Abom, Rav Yechonen says that, Kaddish Baruch Hu, not hold back of anything to any of his creations, even for just saying something pleasantly. Because we have the two daughters of light who slept with their father to repopulate the planet after they saw Saddam be obliterated, fossilized in front of their eyes. The older one, who went first the first night, named her son Moyov, which was a less sneous way of hinting that this child was Me'av from my father. And... To the nation of Moyav, Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe, "Al teitzeres Moyav, v'atisager bom milchama. Don't go to war with them, but you can take their taxes. You can still benefit from them. But the younger daughter of Lot, who went the second night, and she named the child Ami. More tzniyas, Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe about them. Kraft the mubene Amoin." Don't take the taxes and don't wage war with them. Nothing to do with them. And he says that a person should always run to do a mitzvah. Because there's just one night difference between the older and the younger daughter of light. The older daughter, she got her chashiva offspring four generations earlier. Four generations later. But, but the younger one, she had to wait all the way until Rehoboam was born, and four generations after that. And the Pasuk says, Next, the Gemara says that if a Jewish ox gores a kuti ox, he's potter, a kuti ox that gores a Jew's ox, chayev, just like a Jew, tam chatinezek, and a muah nezek shalim. Remer disagrees, and he says that if a shor gores a kuti ox, potter, and if a kuti ox, Gorzi Yisrael, he has to pay Nezek Sholem like an Akum. It sounds like Rameh holds out the Kutim, are Geri Arayus, which means that when they were Megayer, it wasn't a good Geri, so it was just because they were scared of the Arayus, the lions that were attacking everybody who wasn't Jewish. But that's not, L'chayra, that's not Rameh Roshita. L'chayra holds that they are actually full-fledged Yedin. Because we learn Gabe Ksomim by stains, Bloodstain is only Tomei if it's from a Jew. If it comes from Rechem, it's Tahar, because they're Goyim. Rav Yehuda Paskins that a stain from Rechem is Tomei, because 
they were gerim v'toyim. If the stain comes between goyim, if you find it over there, then you assume it's tahar. It's not from a Jew. If it was found by Jews and Kutim, Rav Meir says it's Tomei. The Chachamim say it's Tahar because we assume that the Kesem comes from, this bloodstain comes from the Kuti. And the Kuti, the Chachamim hold, aren't the Jewish. You see, Rav Meir holds that Kutim are Mamish Gerim, not Gere Arayos, not just scared fake Gerim. Rabbi says, Rav Meir really holds that they're not Good gerim, and they're goyim, and that's why he treats their. They have to paint as a shalom if their or their ox gores just like a knani. But over here, the mayor knas them. Right, the opposite. Really, the mayor holds that they are full fledged gerim, and that's why he held that the kesem was going to be tome. He just gives them an extra knas, even more than the tanakama to require nezek shalom, not just chanti nezek. Rav Zera asks, however, we learn in the case of a ma'anes, someone who rapes a woman, that there are certain naros who, this person who's ma'anes, who he has to pay a knas. If he sleeps with a, a mamzeres, a nesina, or a kutis. Mora says, hold on, this guy's going to have to pay the kutis? But if mayor makes a knas against their money, he shouldn't have to pay when his ma'anes a kuti. So Abai answers, no, no, no. Here's an exception. when We don't want the Ma'anes, the Chote, to gain. So he has to pay up. No, so why does he have to pay to her, though? There's, according to Ramea, there's a class on, on her. So he should have to give the money to Aniyam. Rabbi Murray says, that's too vague of a requirement. That's Mamun She'en Loi Toivim. No one's going to claim it from him. This guy uh, is not going to necessarily actually give it to Aniyam. No, one can, no one's going to take him to court and say, Hi, I, I represent all I need and you have to give me the money. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.